the podcast. Uh, today's topic from the shit list is words mean things. And our guest today is Andre. Andre is my my oldest son, and I'll allow him to introduce himself. Tell wow, I mean, that's the best introduction we can get. I don't know <laughs> nothing else to do. <laughs> but anyways, I'm Andre. Um, yeah, today we are facing words, and yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so um, in our regular conversation, we normally talk about things that people say and how they come across as maybe not what ex- what they really mean exactly. So the one word that I bring to the table is, <laughs> let me, the two words that I bring to the table are grateful <laughs> and thankful. Okay. And people tend to Confuse the two. And I can say the first time I took great offense to grateful um, was with a manager. And a manager um, basically indicating that I wasn't grateful for the job that I had. And I had to correct her because, well, I wasn't grateful to her and the job. And I said, I believe you mean thankful because... um, this is something that I'm thankful for, but in order to be grateful, you you need to look up the, the details. And she took offense to, you know, my correction of that. I'm grateful <laughs> for my life. <laughs> I'm thankful right. for this job. And she said, well, I need to go look up the definition. Well, I'm, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's the that's that's the one word I definitely needed to bring to the table. I have a few more, but I'll let you get started. Oh yeah. <coughs> so I now when we say words mean things, uh shout out to Crystal from the read. Yes. Uh for for starting words mean things because I feel like for the longest time we didn't have a phrase to call it. Um, that words mean things, we just like, oh, that's not what that means, or I don't think you're using that word right. Um, however, I did, like, think back to one of my favorite books. I think I started reading for the first time in the first grade, uh, which is The Giver by uh, Lois Laurie. Um, and in that book, one of the main characters gets in trouble, and they always reprimand him by saying precision of language, which is you know, the the elevated version of words mean things. And it, the whole idea of that was to choose your words carefully. And so I feel like the situation you just described with grateful versus thankful is definitely in that precision of language. And it's like, you're trying to say this, but the word that you're using can be interpreted in a different way. In a different way, yes. And then it's not as impactful as you think it is. It was and like you're not completely it was, wrong. It, it was offensive <laughs> at the moment. Because yeah. I was I was getting ready to exit the building. <laughs> so you indicating that I needed to be grateful for you as if you created this position, gave me the position, or did anything <laughs> for me to maintain the position. No, but I'm thankful for this paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that also goes into um, something that I wanted to bring to the table. And this, I'm a... I start with a very basic word because even because some words have multiple meanings. And so that's another reason why you could be talking to someone and the word fits into the sentence both ways and they still can take it <laughs> differently. Mm. Um, another, like a word that comes to mind is ring because it could be the ring on your finger. It could be a ring and just like a, a circle. It could be a ring as in the telephone is ringing. And this comes to mind because I was watching um, Password with Jimmy. Jimmy (laughs) And they were giving clues based on the word, but he interpreted the word to mean something completely different. And that word has like three different meanings off the top of my head. And so another reason why you 
being precise in what you mean, or not to quote another book, but the four agreements, you know, and they say be impeccable with your word. Be impeccable, yes. I and if you do that, you know, there would never be any miscommunications because you would understand that by using this word, someone could take it differently. You go, there's a better word for that. So I have a question. Did you see mm -hmm. the last episode of Face Your Shit? Did you listen? I want to say yes. I feel like I caught up all the way because it was telling me to, it took me back to the recap episode. So I had to listen to everything else. Okay. So but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm maybe not because the episode 10 actually um in the description it said ring 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 and it's like a a bad game of telephone mhm mm mhm mm when um what you're communic what you're sending is not be what's being received <laughs> no i don't read the descriptions I don't read the descriptions. I don't even write the descriptions on my own podcast. So I may have missed it. <laughs> but what did it say in the episode? So in this episode, um, this is the, please identify what the phone call is um, in, in a quick summation. If you call me or you start a conversation and you just want me to listen, please let me know. Give me the disclaimer at the beginning. This is a vent. Uh, just listen. I just mm -hmm, want to share mm -hmm. this information. Or I'm coming to you because I need your advice. Be clear. Allow me to give you what you need. So it mm -hmm. does, so you may not be caught up yet. <laughs> no, I, I did. I listened to that. I remember that. And I remember, and now that I'm thinking about it, I remember it because it's a whole sentence. And it reminded me, like, oh, yeah, like words mean things. Like you're using... You're just saying your intention with your words will change how people interpret it. It's like the words. If like you call and you go, hey, I just need to talk to somebody really quickly. I get, get this off my chest. They understand. You need to just vent. And not in, they don't have to interject. But if you call and like, I got a problem. Can you help me with this? Then they kind of understand, like, okay, they're waiting to hear to give you feedback. Right. But. Yes, I remember. I remember now. <laughs> now, oh. So, um, of course, today, leading up to this episode, I've been laughing to myself, um, just at a few things like boo poo and the <laughs> <laughs> and that just being a word like not we we're not gonna stray far from the English language, but that is still funny to me that. If I had this conversation with other people, um, the surprise would probably still be there. Um, on the last episode of Face Your Shit, I also brought up the topic of the icebox. Oh, now, when you mention icebox, I'm, I'm definitely have to go back because, see, this is where... Before I got on, I was talking to J.E., and I was like, oh, I got to start, like, holding back certain conversations so we can have them on the podcast. Right. Because, like, moments like this, like, I don't remember if I was talking on the phone or the podcast. Now, the episode, I definitely didn't listen to the part about the icebox, but I know it from life. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So, I gave the story of, you know, the, the icebox, and because you use this word. You can't be upset when someone else has no clue what you're talking about. We may be speaking the same mm -hmm. language, but what mm -hmm. you're sending is not what I'm receiving. Right. So. I, I, I remember because when you say icebox to somebody who doesn't know what an icebox is, they're looking for an icebox. Right. They don't know you're talking about a cooler or a fridge. They don't know because, again, we have since grown past the word icebox right. and come so much further. And I and there's so many variations of that. Reflecting on how there's so many words that I no longer use that I think mm -hmm. probably shocked me 
so much this past week just watching TV. An episode of the Beverly Hillbillies. Now, the insult for from Miss Jane to one of her subordinates, and I don't know if Miss mm-hmm. Jane is the like assistant to the bank manager. She called this young lady an overveloped vixen. Now I had great chuckles at the fact that I knew it was directed as an insult. In today's day and age, baby, that is a compliment, 100%. An overdeveloped vixen? And I was like, oh, see, it's lost with the times. Now, okay, so she was trying to call her like a, a harlot? Yes. <laughs> a whore, yes. if you will? <laughs> yes. Uh, a thought? <laughs> yes. All of the yes. above. Now, every word prior to the word thought, offensive. The word thought? Um, okay, that ain't nothing but a word to me. <laughs> so I ran because again, the precision of language. Because <laughs> these words mean the same thing, but you one hurt and one don't. <laughs> and that's what. And so I was I, I was laughing way too hard, um, and I brought it up to Michaela, and I was like, so I mentioned overdeveloped vixen, and she was like, where's the insult? And I was like, because I'm on that line of hussy, <laughs> chippy, you know, I, I, I know from experience the words that were delicately crafted <laughs> to insult mm-hmm. you back in the day. So my amusement Sunday was, oh. She took her time and tried to and, and put together uh, the words <laughs> to hurt this young lady, but not to be taken to HR. And oh, uh, of course, that young lady knew what she, you know, you just you just call me a whore and overdeveloped mm-hmm. vixen. But if you went to HR, those words mean, you know, <laughs> very specific things. So I can mm-hmm. get away with that. Now, if I went to work. And call somebody an overdeveloped vixen, depending on who it is, they may high five me. Cause right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Which words now, do you have on your list? I have a lot, but we gonna go back to Buku because it, for the life of me, because growing up, I've seen movies, I've heard people. You know, we live in Texas. It's close to Louisiana, Creole, all of this. I just assume this is just, you know, the words we use. (laughs) So my whole life, I've been up here, you know, using words, you know. (laughs) Oh, a whole different word popped into my head just now. I'll have to come back to that one. I am terrified. So when I'm like, (laughs) meaning, you be like, okay, I was at the store. It was now. Pardon my French, and the pun intended here. When I be <laughs> and I come back, I'm like, it was busy at the store. It was buku niggas in there, everybody the mama's in there. I just repeated that based off of how I understood it growing up and how it was used. Because you took it as a On as as a slang reference, because it was also normally associated with nigger, buku right, and niggas, a, so. right, and the whole like right. And then eventually, I began to, to, in life, at some point, understand Buku as being French, but still never connected the dots Mm -hmm. until one day, you know, it was like, you know, Mercy Buku. And it it clicked. I was like, oh, that just means like, thanks a lot, um, very thankful. And I was like, a lot. Thanks a lot. And I'm like. That's how I be using it when I say buku niggas. It means it's a lot of, and I'm like, dang, I thought that was slang. It was really French this whole time. And that's why I connected it with the South and Creole movies. And I'm like, it just was ingrained in our language. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it's not English. It's not English. I, right. I mean, I know it's not English, but I, I always understood it as slang. And then somehow I still understood it as French, but never equated that. The slang that I was using was derived from French. Um, but because of that, like, 
I studied Spanish in college, high school. So those words I was definitely more aware of when it came to slang versus proper and what we picked up on because, you know, we can talk about go down the grocery store, but salsa is salsa. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Through and through. Right. Now, salsa means sauce, essentially, mm-hmm. in Spanish, but that's not what we mean when we say salsa. It's like a, a dip, a it's scoop a dip. Mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still could be like the chunky sauce, but in English, when we say sauce, it n- is not ever referring to salsa. It's ever. referring to <laughs> like tomato sauce or stuff like that. And again, just like these words mean things and they could be similar but then you just how you use them even in different languages will <laughs> throw you off and I just want to say because some words especially English being a melting pot kind of language it feels like especially in America you, we learn so much and how words are like what we know is English is derived from Dutch and all kind of stuff over there so there's, even then, we are using words in everyday English in America that have different meanings in different countries, and we don't have a full <laughs> extent of what these words actually mean mm-hmm. because we've never encountered it. So, like, buku, because I never fully encountered it, but now I know. Uh, and that the word that popped into my mind a moment ago was heap. Because I don't know why, I was because I was a lot. It means a lot. It's it, it, buku means a lot. So I was like, another word is like heap, and it just that joke. He in a whole heap of trouble, and <laughs> people say, "What the? F- what is a heap?" <laughs> and I, I forget the comedian, but even back then, because it's old, he was like, "Don't nobody use that word no more." Right. And right. it's like, at some point, we get new words, replace old words, old words come back, and then you sometimes you realize words are just literally have always been around. How we use the word finesse is oh, very different I, from yes, how. Kayla <laughs> used finesse <laughs> because we are using finesse in the, you know, Merriam Dictionary. And she was using it as slang and but never knew finesse was a real word. And it mean the same thing. But she just didn't realize how. Because she did, it never encountered the word finesse in the wild. You know, I don't know exactly where I was, but I was still back on the French words that are commonly used in everyday English um, and not realizing that they come from other languages. Um, another moment that stands out to me was uh, RuPaul. He always asks in the, the girls on his show to talk about their inner saboteurs. And one season we had a French queen and he was talking to her about her inner saboteur and with the straightest of faces said what is the French word for saboteur and her face was like I can't tell if you're joking with me or not because (laughs) the French word for saboteur is saboteur and he didn't he realized what (laughs) he was like oh hmm interesting and it just moved on and I'm like right because you're like oh yeah, the word means what it means, and that's how I used it. Just didn't connect <laughs> that it was French. So somebody failed the children long before George Bush. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of kids that were, you know was failed before George Bush, because we can't, we can't, we can't fully blame him. <laughs> but he tried. He tried. George, he said, no child left behind. But it was some children that did not make it. And now those children that, that didn't make it are parents. And, and the children <laughs> for those people, I have no faith that they are going to make it. Because oh. I fully, this is a whole segue, which is another word that's. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we that come back to that one a different day. But segue a word that's not inherently English, but we use it like it it fit. It do. I, I, I guarantee you most people would not have picked up on that being a word derived from a different language or from a different language completely. 
Um, or, well, <laughs> if you think about words in the spelling bee, <laughs> you tend to have to ask the origin of the word. Mm-hmm. Now, and to use it in a sentence, you know. But this is why you need both together. You need you can't just use it in a sentence. You have to give the er- origin too, because that will let people know you used it. That the way you used it is in multiple languages, but the origin. Mm-hmm. Let me know what word I'm talking about. Right, mm-hmm. right. See, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying to think of what other word that really, really causes friction. And I would say just in my house. Yeah, especially because everybody knows the words that cause confusion, you know, there, there, and there, all of those words. But I'm like, we got to get into the words people don't even consider. Like, mm-hmm. at all. Okay, pull another word from your list. Let me see. Let me see. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, this came. I think this word came up from a conversation that we was having with Mason. Because the word yacht. Now, as we come to understand it in America, when we say Jay Z got a yacht, Beyonce got a yacht, we you know a big, huge boat. Boat, right, right. However. The word really just is about a boat with a cabin in it where you can sleep overnight. So in a sense, when we talk about yachts for for rich people, they are staying overnight. They have cabins. And we view them as luxury because you can sleep and kind of stay overnight on them. Mm-hmm. So, But that word can encompass it literally. It could be a sailboat with a little room in it. I don't know. But it truly is inherently does not mean huge boat, which is why I think now the term mega yacht was even invented. But the term mega yacht, to me, I've only ever seen it used to mean an even bigger version of a big boat. <laughs> I saw a cruise ship. So I'm like, <laughs> right? It's literally not meaning just a boat you can sleep in. That's nobody is using that. It is. In my conversations. Right, right, right. And that's a... Hmm. I think it's a Dutch word, too. Which, to them, a yacht is just a boat. <laughs> I'm, oh, goodness. There's a... What other word? Is There's another word that was similar to heat that has just fallen out of circulation oh okay so shout out (laughs) to to the r.i.p burn okay so for clarification for 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 backstory to the is my great grandmother Yes, your grandmother. My grandmother. Now, growing up, she would say, you know, mm, I'm just going to say burn because I can't put the act of southernness on it the way she did. But black folk who know, know. And that, so inherently, the word burn is like, you know, it's not good. It means <laughs> you've overdone it. However, but the way she used it is it was well done. It was, this is good. This is, this is amazing. And <laughs> it's like, yeah. I remember growing up, like, they used to say, oh, she can burn. It's like, burn what? <laughs> but then eventually I understood it. Like, oh, she just means she, she cooks well in the kitchen. Yes, yes. Burning it up. But, again, if. If you didn't spend enough time around someone using burn and it was used even as a child, as an adult, 
it would be, you know, similar to Eisenbach. I have no idea what you're communicating. Right. Right. <laughs> because, um, be, and because I grew up knowing what that word meant, there was a movie. I want to say it was What's Love Got to Do With It? They used the word burn in the way that I have now come to understand it as well. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. I get it now. But then I thought the same thing. I wonder how many people didn't get, or maybe they, no, because they didn't have like a visual representation of her cooking. They just mentioned that she could. And yeah, that was it. It's like, if you don't know, you just don't know what she meant. Even now, going back and, and, and you know, um, watching TV, with my husband we're stuck in a cycle of older shows so a lot of the jokes that completely missed me growing up now take me completely out like either they are so extremely offensive or it's so funny the effort that people went through to land an insult. And I don't, now that I'm thinking about it, because I thought about that recently too, the way the way people insult people, you used to use so many words and big words. And I think that's just how the language was at that time. And everything has become shortened and slanged. And we have gotten so far removed that people don't know that this word is shortened from a, a lo even larger word. Right. Like fronting, mm. I know that as you know, and that more than just a Pharrell song. But fronting, but it's short for confronting. Mm -hmm. But it's still, I feel like it has the opposite meaning when you say fronting. Fronting, right, right. Because now fronting is more putting on airs than the confrontation of it. Mm-hmm. Even you're putting uh, up a front. Right, you're putting up a front. Um, oh goodness, I had a word. Oh, which even because that means, I mean, maybe I feel like the word fronting came from confronting, but it, it also is like when people have like a storefront and you put up a front. It's a something, a facade. A facade. But see, precision. Now you ain't no confusion. <laughs> Oh. So another trip down, you know, like uh, the craftiness of older shows and the insults. Mm -hmm. Grew up my, you know, as early as I can remember watching Sanford and Son and listening to Lamont call uh, Fred's fiance a barracuda. Now, Ooh. last week, and I have to say, these revelations are because, you know, I don't pay a lot of attention to TV. So in these moments, recently, like me having a real down moment and listening or just, you know, happen, I happen to be present at the moment. <laughs> um, what's the show? Andy Griffith. There, mm -hmm. was a, there was a moment on Andy Griffith where... Someone referred to a woman as a barracuda. Again, great chuckles for me. Because in this aspect, now I understand, I, I, I completely understand what the insult was from Sanford and Son. Never knew prior to last week that it was a barracuda is aggressive. I just thought mm. he was calling her fish face. At my whole childhood, I just thought he was calling her ugly. Until. Wait, so does it have something to do with the song, too? And then you'd be like, ooh, Barracuda. He's talking about somebody who's just aggressive? Aggressive. Wait, I don't know. Like she, she, okay. So, and it was in reference to, a uh, on Andy Griffith, a young lady who was actually just being kind. She was making dinner and cleaning up for Andy and his child. And 
they referenced her as a barracuda because they thought she was trying to, you know, seal the deal and get the ring and take, you know, take yeah. the prize. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Now, every time I watch Sanford and Son and I hear Lamont call this lady a barracuda, it has a whole new, you know, like the joke now lands on me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. <clears throat> so I was. And not even, how can I put this? Whenever you rewatch shows and movies as an adult, you pick up on stuff and you realize just how intentional the jokes were and what you said. Because at what You had to use, especially now, similarly, growing up when you talk, when you're in, about growing up and you're in a room with adults, they always say, stay out of grown folks' business. But I always look back and go, it wasn't a lot of times I was told to stay out of grown folks' business, but that's probably because the language being used was flying over my head. <clears throat> and so I watched TV shows, even Lizzie McGuire. And the stuff they would say, I'm like, oh, that went over my head as a kid. But it, watching it the other day as a 30-something, it's like, oh, Lizzie is over here complaining about how she is not being trusted to be a babysitter. And how the girl who was in the same grade with her, how she became a babysitter and how people trust her. And Gordo goes, well, she does have certain features that give off a more maternal presence. And that whole sentence, and I was like, all that man just said was, she got boobs. And I was like, <laughs> as a kid, I'm like, oh, okay, she mothery. Okay, now I'm like, he just meant... She got breasts and you don't. And I was like, wow. <laughs> but he was intentional with how he said it. Exactly. Like, that is the perception of her because you're more responsible, but she looks the part. And I'm like, mm, words. As a kid, flew over my head. <laughs> Complex. And it's really not. It's really not. I'm trying to think of what other word recently just came. Uh, and and because I know that there's been a few. Why I've been pushing for us to get to this episode. I know I know two in particular from last summer. Um. Well, no, one from last summer that was used twice, um, and that was the word spaz, which is. Mm -hmm short for being spastic and yeah we are still learning that that word is offensive to certain groups uh those who are you know differently abled um they don't like that word because it, it's to them making fun of them however growing up that word just meant like it it it's not and then looking back it it, it's like that word always meant what always it meant. Always meant what it meant, right. But it was more playful. Like, oh, and it's like, it, you look back, it was kind of insulting, but it's also used like, especially for black people in America, it was mean it, to turn up, essentially. So, and two songs, Beyonce and Lizzo, people who are black women from Texas, mm -hmm. Houston, where I'm from, so I'm like, we all used it in the way they're using it, and I'm like, it's something that is culturally different, even though it's rooted in the same meaning, the evolution of it went into two different places. So in the UK, I know it's big as an, a slur and an insult, and they have a better grasp on that word over there, but the word they don't have a, <laughs> a grasp on is fag, Cigarette. They hold strong to that because it's a cigarette. Over here, people have to you know tiptoe because it means something else. Even to the point where people use the cigarette emoji, and we understand it to mean right. fag. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, what's the word that? Oh. On one of Trevor Noah's stand-up specials. Um. He was, you know, making the joke about the N-word and how it holds no 
real power in Africa because it, you know, they didn't experience the slavery that happened here. So right. <laughs> calling somebody the N-word over there, it's like, okay. So <laughs> the joke was, you know, someone thought, you know, felt that they were being offensive, called somebody that. And the next time the guy saw that person, they called them the same thing because it didn't hit the same. However, there is a yogurt brand. Oh, and I can't think of which yogurt that it is. That's actually an offensive term in Africa. And he said <laughs> he was, you know, like he was offended walking through, you know, the, the yogurt aisle. And I'm like, ah, oh, see, there's so many little nuances to language. <laughs> oh, it is. And then the nuance even, because especially with the digital age, as long as a word, especially because words are being banned, so people come up with ways to use other words that are spelled similar or s sound similar, so that when you type them out, the algorithm doesn't flag it. And it does make for good comedy material, because today at work, uh, one of the bosses was looking for string and twine. And she was like, oh, my God, nobody has string? Where are the knitters at? And I wanted to go stand up and go, what'd you call me? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I'm like, the word just sounds similar. And I was like, this is an opportunity. I could be like, what'd you just call me? There's no way. But, <laughs> oh. So, um. Oh. I before can say we get to that. That we. So, did you see the whole thing about the word mascara? No. So, Julia Fox got in trouble on TikTok because someone used the word mascara. Um, and like, oh, someone tried my mascara and they thought it was so lovely that their girlfriend tried it. And... At first glance, you're just like, okay, someone likes your makeup and they used it and shared it. I mean, as far as germs and stuff goes, yeah, I'm, I'm offended too. They did this. But Julia Fox was like, okay, somebody used your makeup. Like, that's not the worst thing that could happen. Like, get over it. I'm paraphrasing. She didn't say it like that. But she was like, okay, like, what's the big deal? Right. Come right. to find out, the word mascara is now being used on TikTok to mean sexual assault because they can't use words that indicate sexual assault. So it's like, if you're not keeping up with how these words are changing, you will literally find yourself being offensive to somebody when you literally had no idea, when you're genuinely trying to figure out why is she so upset about mascara? And I was like, she's getting berated and like, oh, Julia Fox promotes sexual assault. And it really was like, this is my first time hearing that word used like that. I've never, and now my character is being demonized and I'm genuinely, but, and like give people the grace sometimes. They did for her, but I'm like, some people just genuinely don't understand and they are still in that learning process. That's how we can get certain celebrities that have gotten passes. And it's like they come from underdeveloped neighborhoods. They got rich quick. They're still having to learn these or things. they don't live their life on social media because they actually are. That too. <laughs> right. And especially if you take somebody like Cardi so B who morning. comes from, you know, the hood and then blows up on the internet and becomes famous, has influence. She still is not well-educated. Right. And she hasn't learned certain words. It means that she's learning it in real time. It took other people who were trained before they got on TV, and now it's you can catch somebody at any point in their journey in life. So yeah, we just gotta use these these teachable, teachable moments. Mm -hmm. So there was a moment this morning that I did need to bring up because um, the morning show host that I watch. Um, she was talking to two comedians, and she was referencing one of those moments that. So going back to when the the phrase "booty call" came out, 
also when, also at a time when cell phones were you know becoming popular and she said she was speaking to her mom and her mom was like i keep making these booty calls and she was like no mom you're butt dialing and she, was like, no. <laughs> she was like i'm making booty calls i'm i'm current i know what i'm talking about the way i laughed because she was very right and she's she says booty, not butt. So her booty was calling people. Just mm-hmm. not. I'm, she listen. just was not making booty calls. And you just got to go, hey, <laughs> hey, before you go telling somebody else he was doing that, let me let you know what that means. <laughs> because, again, uh, similar words in both. Call, dial, booty, butt. It, but. it just, it, Ooh. yeah, you could take it a different way. Wow. That that brought great joy to me. And again, I've been really paying attention leading up to this um, episode. So the word that I know that um, the people in my household took, repurposed, and ran with um, for quite a for quite a while. Mm-mm. Do you do you remember that word? Mm-mm. There's several words that come to mind. Kooji. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And to to say that because in middle school, I remember we were learning about General Rochambeau, and this girl next to me immediately was like Rochambeau. Hmm, that sound like a bad word. Like, mm, this is a bunch of Rochambeau, and that's. How I hear it every time I hear that man's name, and even when they use Rochambeau and like its actual meaning, I'm like, no, to me it means bullshit, and that's literally just my one of my first times hearing that. She changed the meaning of it. So let me look up what Rochambeau really means, because it was his last name. But what does it actually mean? Oh my God, right, because it's a game of paper, rock, scissors. Oh, and then look at that. It says, what does Rochambeau mean in Hamilton? Because it meant something completely different back then, and now people are watching Hamilton and trying to figure out what it means. And it just means, you know, paper, rock, scissors, essentially. That's crazy. But anyways, I say to say, so when I heard the word coochie, clothing brand back in the day, for those who don't know, it immediately, it w- became synonymous and no shade to Kooji because Kooji was quite hit or miss back in the day. And people who used to wear Kooji, I would be like, those clothes is ugly. So it became synonymous with being ugly or unattractive. So when we call things Kooji or talk about Kooji, it was like, that's ugly. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the slang in our house, and I understand that I could <laughs> go nowhere else and say something with coogee to somebody because they would know that. Right. If you say, "Oh, that outfit is coogee," they, you know, that could come across as, you know, fours. But oh no, it's not coogee. It's um, it's palace Feralis or whatever they used to call it, palace. <laughs> And I'll be like, oh, girl, I, I can tell. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> I would never. I would only use the word no, for somebody no. who knows it. Exactly. And that's, again, in our house. Okay, so similar to the fight for the front seat. Oh, and things. my gosh. But, yeah, so, but, and that's also, like, kind of like. So the, you're picking words definitely that we grew up like repurposing and reusing, even though they had like the same like instead of calling shotgun to get in the front seat, we were more nerds in a way sometimes. And so we I watched a movie where they instead of calling shotgun, they called Chewy which was short for Chewbacca because Chewbacca was in the front seat in the Falcon with Han Solo. So, growing up, instead of saying shotgun, 
because also, and low-key, this could be something to do with race. Maybe me and my brother didn't feel comfortable yelling out shotgun <laughs> in public, so we adapted to the word chewy to what we knew what we were talking about and not proclaiming shotgun out loud to people, which, mm, that's a whole different <laughs> how you got to use words to make sure you stay safe <laughs> because words mean things. And you yelling shotgun in public is not, it's not cute, especially when you're black. <laughs> Oh, it's but now yeah. fast forward to for this, these you know recent years and Michaela just figuring out that Chewy was Chewbacca because he was that would make sense because she was not the initial person of present when we talked about it, but that's something she would have grown up <laughs> hearing and adapting from us and probably never questioned it. Never questioned it. She just knew that it meant she wanted the front seat. Whereas right. you skip you skip down to PJ and Dylan who understood that Chewie was Chewbacca. And but I that's because they watch Star Wars. <laughs> who brought it she just was the only person that was not watching it. Right. So I wonder if they always understood it because they were into the same thing. Or if they just, if they got older, they put two and two together. Right, right. Don't know. I'm going to have to ask. I'm going to have to ask. But um, we have talked about a lot of words that have, like, multiple meanings. I want to talk about a, a one word in particular that has, like, two words that mean the opposite. And I learned this in college along with two other words that um, like really changed how I view things. So the the way I, I what class was this? It was an English class for sure, um, where we learned denotation versus connotation. Okay. Which is the way I memorized it was the denotation is the definition that you will find in the dictionary. Now, emphasis on all those Ds, because that's how I remember it. <laughs> the denotation is the definition in the dictionary. And then connotation is the commonly used version of the word, which is slang. And that's how I used to memorize it, so I could you know, talk about those things, which why buku, is the definition is a lot, <laughs> you know, and then slang. And so I would always try and balance my words because to me, there is that, but then there is the context as well. And so you have to ask another question, like what is the origin? Like who is saying it to me? She may mean this, she may mean something else. Like um, the word pop, it could mean soda, but it wasn't until maybe 10 years ago I, you know, started hanging out with two people who are Jamaican from New York, and the way they use the word pop is the way we was using the word coogee. It's like, oh, that's ugly. She, is she look a mess. Like, she'd be like, she pop. And I'm like, what? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and then I finally, after being around them, understood it. So when I hear other people who are not them using it, oh, I understand it. And it just is literally... Not code language, but you know how we people can code switch. And I, you know, there is a code switching in ethnicities interacting with each other, and then code switching when you don't want people to understand what you're saying. So some people will be, oh, we can talk in Spanish because we're gonna assume she don't speak Spanish and we wanna talk about her. Or we're gonna say it in a way that is so convoluted she won't understand that we're offending her. Right. Now, right. <laughs> oh, I can already hear it. I don't be minding my business and hear that somebody is pop. <laughs> Come on, like uh, but anyways, words that have opposite that that mean the opposite thing that I didn't put two and two together. So, because of the denotation of the words they mean the opposite. But because of the connotation of how one of the words is used, 
it is, it was, I won't say lost, but it took me longer to realize they were related. So the word I want to talk about is in incredible. Because the word incredible is something that is often referred like amazing or, mm-hmm. you know, unbelievable, astounding. We have the movie, The Incredibles. What makes them incredible is they are in. strong, they're powerful, and they are incredible. Like it's unbelievable. And, th- and I say when we break it down, when you say in and incredible, uh, and it's like believable and unbelievable. unbelievable. Because right. somebody who is, when they say, oh, that source is not credible, you could, the word incredible, incredible is right there already. But people don't use it that way because it has now become to be grand Amazing. when he right. truly <laughs> just meant that's not believable this is this is incredible when people say that's incredible and sometimes they're saying it and they're what they're meaning i don't believe that i can't believe that this is ridiculous this is incredible and they don't even catch they're probably saying it to be unbelievable but they're using it to mean i don't believe it and it's i don't know if they're catching it and i remember the class they were literally he said that and everyone was like oh I didn't realize those two words went together. Speaking of, because now we're talking about college, which took me back to when I learned the term nouveau riche. I had a conflicting growing up with French and black people. So when I get to college and that man is telling me about the book they were reading, I forget what it was, but it was people who were new money. And he kept saying nouveau riche. And I was like, oh yeah, we always say new money. But the French say nouveau riche. And that's like a way, if I, if I walked up to a common person right now and said nouveau riche, they probably would not know what it meant. And you can insult somebody by saying that. But mm-hmm. my point of bringing that up is the word nouveau, <laughs> because growing up, I watched the movie Bowfinger. And the quote I used to repeat all the time, it's not that funny in context, but it was funny to me because how she said it, or how, how he said it to her how she repeated it. He was like, oh, we're working in a new style now. Because Bowfinger is about filming a movie. So he says, we're working in a new style. It's cinema nouveau. Now, the word cinema to me was already synonymous with movies, so I was already there. Now, when he was like, cinema nouveau, I was like, ooh, I don't know what that means. But she was like, oh, cinema nouveau. And I'm like, all he said was new film. <laughs> new movie. We're working in a new style. That's that's what it was. And then it didn't click to me that nouveau meant new until much later in life. So I heard it used again in a different way. And I'm like, oh, this just means new. But I still laugh at it because it gave me a lot of joy growing up. <laughs> that word. But it just sounded funny to me. And the way she said it, I'm like, oh, it really had, it was used precisely to mean exactly what he wanted it to mean. And it's like, mm. And even though you can be precise with your words, you have to be precise with your audience. You have to understand what they understand. Mm-hmm. So if you're t- communicating with somebody, you need to use the words that you know they know. And then sometimes you have to use the word that you know what it means. And they may know, and if they don't know, that's when you have to, like, oh, adjust it. See, and I spend so much time adjusting mm-hmm. that even in a lot of cases, my choice and me <laughs> having these conversations with people um, that shall remain nameless, I have to pull up the definition to (laughs) prove that it meant exactly what I wanted it to mean, even though your understanding of it is not the same. (laughs) Right. So, I'll name them. I'm just kidding. From my side of the story, (laughs) I'll name them because, yeah, mine was my partner, and it was, it's always a silly word. And it was funny the other day, I don't know how we got on the subject of it. It was about what is the Spanish word for baby? 
And in the moment, I was drawing a blank on like the commonly used word that everybody uses in Spanish for baby. And I was like, oh, I don't know. But I know another word in Spanish that means baby. So <laughs> I'm going to use that. And so I was like, oh, I can't think of the commonly used word, but um, bambino. And he did not believe that mm. bambino was Spanish for baby. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I know it is. <laughs> because I, again, Spanish growing up and in school. So I was like, I can't think of the word that we all know. But I know that this one because it's outlandish. And I was like, understanding that word means baby changes the great bambino. Because I'm like, oh, yes. That's why he's the great bambino. Because he's Babe Ruth. He's the great Bambino, he's but the great baby. But wouldn't that be a but wouldn't that be Italian? The great bambino? Bambino, wouldn't that be Italian? It's Spanish too. They're both Latin they both are Latin okay. languages. And and so I, again, I'm I I would have gotten what you, what you said, but I'm trying to take the route of the person that you may have been speaking to who was like, Well, Babe Ruth was Italian and he was the Bambino possibly because this would be a fight with people that I fight with regularly <laughs> I, we right. would have and this it, argument uh, so. Spanish Spanish and Portuguese and Italian mm -hmm. these languages are very close because I know I know friends who who can speak Spanish and people who can speak Portuguese and they can talk to each other and every now and then you know they don't understand each other um, I won't say her name, but this girl in college that I also went to high school with, um, she was reading in Portuguese, and she was like, I'm getting, like, most of it, but she was like, yeah, this is not Spanish. But I read it, and I was like, oh, this is Spanish, but this is, like, words I don't understand. And she was like, oh, no, it's not. It's Portuguese. But I can make it out. And I was like, oh, different levels of understanding. I understood the word bambino to mean baby, but I knew the commonly used word was escaping me. And then when I Googled it, I was like, oh, wow. Bebe? Nino? What I, I lost? Oh. I said I said Nino as well. Because I'm like, I know it, but I could not get to Bebe. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. My mind was like, wow. I can't get there because I haven't heard it. But the last time I thought about, you know, the great Bambino you know or Bambino, that, I knew it was baby. In that, in that exact <laughs> moment, it, that just took me to um, the movie um, with the Spanish comedian. Um, there could be so many movies. No, instructions not included. Oh, I see. I knew you meant that one. Because <laughs> he was yelling, bebe, and then he started to call her, you know, the names of the hot sauce when she was headed towards the pool. And mm -hmm. that's, yeah, full circle moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Right, and similarly, and it changes the context. Normally, you can watch a movie and they speak Spanish, and you kind of you can either use the subtitles to get the translation, or you can take it as you understand it. Because they'll some movies will not give you a, a clue to what they're saying, because to it should be something that you can interpret from the movie. Um, there's a movie that's like Devil or Drag Me to Hell. That's what it's called. And it's one of the first movies I've seen that had a child <laughs> being dragged to hell in the beginning of the movie. And he was screaming and terrified for his life. And he was screaming, Ayurame. Now, I know that to mean help me. But Mason, another thing that was remixed because somehow Mason found humor in it. And the way he was saying it, and he would say Ayurame when he needed help, but he would say it almost not like mocking it, but it's like when he was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I need help," and he's saying it in like a, a joking way. And so I could, I would always understand that it's he need help, but it's not that serious. It's not that serious, because right. he's he's, th he's still making a joke. So it became like a, I know what he's saying, and then commonly in our household we would say "lavo sus manos," because. <laughs> Yes. We know we telling somebody to go wash their hands because they a little dirty. 
And he understands that he should be washing his hands because he don't be washing his hands enough. But in certain spaces, you could get away with saying that and it's not be hurtful. He just understands, like, oh, you're right, and he can go do it. But if you go, you need to go wash your hands, you need to go wash your hands. Now and then it becomes a thing for everybody right. to be right. looking right. at him and make him feel away. Yeah, and you just have to use because words mean things. He was just young, and in order to to save face, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I have not heard that in a minute because he, yeah, because he don't have because he don't have to. He, he learned. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember when it hit, like, dang, even down to like. You barely older than him, and you saying it. It was the one thing that we all just knew, like, mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. But anyhow, that's that's a that's a lot that is going down memory lane. Uh, but I will wrap up mine with another offensive one. That is, it's weird because I used to go to a bar that is now closed called Indian Roller. And always we go, and I would we would say, "What does that mean? What does that mean?" And then I looked it up once. It's like a pretty bird, right? It's a blue bird. It's pretty, and I think it's native to India. Now, being around people who are from New Mexico with Native Americans, they were saying that, "Oh, that term is." It means something else to them. And I'm like, that's crazy. But it's not that crazy because somebody is using it to be offensive in one country. And in a completely different country, a whole bird, a beautiful bird is named this. It's like, but now when you're trying to talk about that bird and you come across somebody who understands it to mean something else, it's like, what did you just call me? You you know, it just becomes like... That's not what I meant. So they could be thinking you being rude, racist, whatever. But it just comes down to people will communicate to what they understand. And if they can't, if you can't understand them, it's either, that's where miscommunications come from. And why words meaning things in particular language is important because if you do your best of abilities to communicate, you can get a lot of places. But you also have to give people the leeway to communicate in the best way they know how and their knowledge. Because they may not know Indian roller means something else. They may not know ring. You meant something else. Because I just, now that I say ring, ring camera. That could be short. Like, oh, I was looking at my ring the other day and saw somebody walking by. And I'd be like, bitch, how are you looking at your diamond ring and see somebody walking by? Right. Like, oh. it's literally that simple. These means so much. <laughs> uh, we, we would have to do another one because I'm a, I'm a big nerd for words. And I like how you can break down big words for small words. Shout out to Akilah and the Bees. But it just, some words, you just really be breaking them down and go, it really is right in front of your face. But they don't teach you that that words come from other words a lot of times. So the last two, before we close out, I'm going to bring, um, probably taking me back to my childhood, Chippy. Which we now know means harlot. (laughs) Or a a promiscuous woman. But she slung it around heavily. (laughs) And um, today, if I call somebody a chippy, they would have zero clue that I'm being offensive. Right. It's like it it would be probably equated to me calling them a bird. Hmm. And... We know Charlemagne uses bird quite frequently, which mm-hmm. I maybe, you know, in his southern upbringing, you know, chippy bird, you know, it was adjusted. I mean, it is adjusted because you're the chippy and bird meaning similar things, but also pigeon means the same thing mm-hmm. in New York. Chase. They fight with lame, she's blown by day. What did JT say? Something about chick. 
something about pigeons. He called women pigeons in that song, and it I understood it to like be like birds and like. Well, like you would call it a chippy. I understood a pigeon chippy. to mean exactly what calling a, a woman a, a bird is or bird brain. Like it's literally, it's a harlot, not too bright. It's offensive <laughs> at home. All the way around. Okay. So last word. Um, and this is the word that, you know, has caused some confusion in my household because I said something was bourgeoisie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was a whole conversation amongst multiple people because I'm always accused of making up words. I read a lot. You don't have to make them up. That's the word. That's probably one of the words I was thinking about was bourgeoisie, that we have come so far with the word bougie that people don't know that bougie comes from (laughs) bourgeoisie. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's not. (laughs) But, I mean, again, I think the black community is having a hard time with French words. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) It's just another one. It's like it's ingrained in southern black people to where they don't. It's it's so far removed from its origin that they don't even hear it. I'm like, bougie bourgeoisie is right there we just got to connect the dots but like i said i also at that person i did buku i didn't i never connect the dots but i connected bougie a long time ago well this was fun and i can't wait to do part two um thank you and i will let you get on with your evening oh no no you got to plug my podcast for here (laughs) no no but I wasn't. I was. I was gonna give you the <laughs> the closing <coughs> words. I was just gonna thank everybody for tuning in to Facial Shit the podcast. And go ahead, plug your. Okay. Wait. 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 Well, thanks for having me on Facial Shit. I was. Um, I won't say promoting it, but I was definitely letting people know. <laughs> be on the lookout for me. <laughs> um. But I also have another podcast that I am on. Um, it is called The Spread, and you can look it up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, wherever, po- wherever podcasts are available. Um, it is The, like The Stallion, so it's T-H-E-E, um, and Spread Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at The Spread Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter. Twitter is a little different story now. She, you know, you can't fit that many characters in the name. So it's a little shortened. 